Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. It's a very, very early morning. Probably a late night if anybody is up. This is Pin Up Talk with host Diana Prince. So I'm trying this again. I'm slightly hesitant to do an hour podcast today. Um, because my last one, I don't know what I did. I tried to add some music or something to it. And it just ended up disappearing somehow. Um, excuse me. And that was not a sound effect. Um, it's a little bit chilly here. The weather has definitely changed. So welcome to Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. Thank you to everybody who has been following my podcast since day one. It's been almost two years. And for those of you just tuning in, so I want to try to keep, um, it in my schedule and keep a habit, excuse me, of um, doing my podcast every morning before I start my workday online. So I've been doing a pretty good job of it and I cover various topics that are related to pinup specifically, but definitely um, related to photography, modeling, entertainment, and just business as a whole. So there's like two things that I want to talk about today. That's why I hope that this, excuse me, um, episode goes through and I can actually post it even if, you know, two people listen to it. Um, where should I begin? There's a couple things that are on my mind. Um, let me just start with this one. I'm personally, I'm really over the average, quote-unquote, the average everyday person being so critical and so judgmental and just, to me, not using common sense and just, you know, speaking out. I realize that the internet is all about the world and people and people's opinions and lots of people hide behind a computer and a phone and say the things that they would never say to someone's face. And there's just, you know, a lot of judgment going on. I think that when you're in the public eye, it's a given. It's going to happen. If, if you don't have a spine, there's no way that you could be a public figure because no matter what you do, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, period. If you are a public figure that has lots of haters as well as lots of fans, it's going to happen. It's like no matter what you do, here come the critics. I mean, it it can be a picture of you holding a flower in your hand. You can just show your hand and and a flower and someone will still have something negative to say, period. You could be sitting with your child feeding them and someone takes a candid picture of you and someone there'll be a million people who say oh you and your child are beautiful and there's going to be another million or half a million or a quarter of a million to say oh you shouldn't have been feeding them that like like that or it doesn't look safe the high chair that they were in or um why would you have them dressed like that I mean, no matter what, there here come a million people that have something to say. 
So with that said, I understand how it works. I'm not oblivious to the fact and I use common sense and I know that that's just how people are. They're going to criticize you. I've seen two different stars do something, pretty much the same thing, post the same style pictures. And one celebrity, just say out of a hundred comments, might get two negative out of a hundred. Whereas the, the other celebrity, same exact style picture, um, both females, both attractive, both have a lot of fans. If a hundred people comment on her picture, you're going to get 20 or 30 negative comments. And it's the same style picture as the other person. So there are a lot of people who are famous and have, and their numbers are up there because of the amount of people that hate on them. You know, their haters have actually turned into fans as far as keeping them relevant as far as keeping those, those, the traffic going on their page and, and so on and so forth. All the numbers are there and without the haters, there'd be less numbers, but it's the same exact style picture. And yet you get mixed emotions and it's because certain public figures are just disliked. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Well, what I really wanted to talk about because I could go into a whole episode talking about them. But what I really wanted to talk about was Photoshop and editing. You know, um, every to me, it's, it's a matter of, of, of taste, of personal taste. That's exactly because there is no right and wrong. There are photographers that do what I consider the highest quality of editing that's out there. They are digital masters, um, digital editing masters, not just a photographer. And, you know, everything is high-end and they know how to take clear pictures. They know how to, to place their lighting exactly the way they want it. Uh, their equipment, everything is high-end, including their skill level. And they edit what most can pe people would consider heavily and or lots of people would and I consider it very much high-end and then there are photographers that are art style photographers or event photographers or they take pictures of race cars or they take pictures of food um, and they don't do any editing but the whole thing is is that every single style of photography I can think of on a professional level um, the majority of it, when you're dealing with companies, magazines, um, pu publications of any kind, when you're dealing with campaign ads, marketing companies, and big business, there's always going to be editing, period, period. Now, I'm not talking about the millions of companies that are not huge companies that have their own brand that they're trying to put out there. So maybe they want, you know, no editing done to their models, or maybe they want some editing only. I mean, really, it depends on the individual company. But there's always going to be some form of retouching, some form of processing, 
some form of editing, you know, Photoshop, what have you, etc., etc., and any professional images that are put out there by major companies, period. So it's, it's just like, I just wish people knew how clueless and just really foolish they look saying, like, when they see a picture of Kim Kardashian, the, the, the favorite person for everyone to hate. Um, she does nothing to no one, but yet every single, everybody hates her, and it's like, it's because she's pushed on us, you know, in social media, and that's because she does have so many fans that do enjoy her, and there are her fans that are haters that still keep her numbers up, so it's, she's going to keep being pushed in the media, but when people say, well, she looks different on that picture than she did in the actual video wearing that outfit when they caught her out and about. She obviously edited her. Well, obviously, I mean, in the, yesterday the sky was blue. I'm pretty sure today the sky is going to be blue. I mean, really, I, I just don't understand what, why even say anything about it. You know, like, it's, it's, it's her choice. It's her pictures. And at the same time, I mean, don't we see it all the time? I mean, personally, the only thing I have a problem with, and I never say a word. I never say a word. My face might turn up, and I'm I'm just looking at my phone, so I'm not offending anybody. But, and it's just a natural reaction for my face to go, oh my goodness. But the only time I'm ever confused and offended and you know, which I'm not, but I'm just saying it. The only time I even feel anything like that is when I see people that have unedited images that I think need to be edited. I mean, that's the only time. Sure, I've seen images, and that would be my, my the next choice of something that I dislike seeing, where the model is altered so much, her facial features... Or altered so much she doesn't look anything like herself um, or the facial features are altered so much that she's so powdered out that you lose part of the facial features the jawline the nose the cheeks um, especially the nose thing you guys um, and I'm like wait a minute that's way too much they just distorted and just you know made what was most likely a clear picture look really just you can't see her nose you can't see her cheek lines her smile her dimples things like that I'm not talking about freckles I'm not talking about blemishes or scars Um, I'm not talking about cellulite things like that I'm talking about actually altering you know doing what you're doing maybe you're just trying to smooth the skin and in the process of smoothing it, you totally made her, you know, the facial features look altered or distorted. That I turn my face up to. I turn my face up to me personally to seeing cellulite. Um, I'm not a fan of it. I don't think seeing veins and feet. Um, I understand that, you know, if you take away everything, then someone doesn't look real. But there's so many different levels of doing that. Um, I think that smoothening the skin out from head to toe, the visible skin, that obviously it's shown. So, you know, the hands, the feet, the face. I think that eliminating 
minor things like veins, scars, blemishes. I think that that's standard. I think it's, it's easy to do with just lightly smoothening of the skin. Anything after that, you know, I don't think would necessarily be standard. It's going to come up to personal choice. But even that is, I mean, it's up to the person. And I just think that, you know, people out there really need to just use their time to talk about something else. I mean, I guess I'm judging them. But at the same time, it just looks ridiculous to say, oh, well, you know, TMZ caught her out on video and she doesn't look the same on video. She did those pictures that she, okay, well, duh, but duh. I mean, I can't say anything else. I can't even come up with an intellectual response to that. It's like, duh, you know, she wanted to do that. She wanted to smooth her face out a little bit or smooth the dimples on the side of her butt a little, a little bit. I mean, it's not like there's some drastic change. And even if there was, so what? So what? I, I just don't understand why it bothers people enough to say it as though they've come up with something. Oh, no, really? They've come up with something monumental that everybody's going to be so interested in hearing. It's like all you're doing is stating the obvious. All you're doing is you're using common sense, but just like in a stupid way. <laughs> like, oh, obviously she photoshopped. Obviously she, yes, we know. Can we move on now? Isn't there anything else that we can be talking about and using our energy for? But again, every time someone comments, that increases that celebrity's numbers, which increases their worth in the industry. When you're a social media influencer, it's all about the numbers. It's not about the next big play that you know you're rehearsing for and you're producing over the next six months it's about what you are doing and saying and posting and wearing online and the events you're attending and posting the pictures on social media the clothes and designers that you're modeling for that's what it's about that's your job as a social media influencer so your numbers are going to matter and people even the rudest, most hateful comments are still helping people make money. I don't think people realize that. Um, I definitely want to cover that on a podcast because I basically said just that in a nutshell and posted that on, on Facebook before. You know, it's frustrating. But for every person that does make a comment, that does visit your page, that does click on a picture, if numbers matter to you, and you are a public figure who is a social media influencer and a model or actress, um, actress or actor, people doing any sort of interaction and activity brings your numbers up or it keeps your numbers flowing. And that's all that matters. And, you know, they're really just a, a nameless, faceless person. You don't have to know them. You don't need to know them. Once you're at a hundred thousand or a million followers, you don't want to know all of these people. Um, the majority of them, I wouldn't say majority, but lots of them are never going to interact good or bad. Um, lots of people are going to follow you because they quote unquote hate you, but they can't stop looking away. And so 
when they can't, they can't look away, they can't stop looking. And so anytime they do anything, even if it's just visit your page or click on your picture, that brings your numbers up. And to the business owners that are acquiring your services, that are hiring you to represent them, they don't care about uh, those people individually as far as who they are, as far as they made a rude comment to you. They don't care about things like that. They care about the numbers, and so should you. But anyways, I, I think it ha- very much has to do with the celebrity. It's like, look at the celebrities that quote-unquote get away with things, and others do not. Uh, they both have the same social standing. They both have the money. Um, it really, And they, they're, they're doing the exact same things, even committing the same crime. But yet, there's politics involved, and it comes, and, and politics, what I mean is um, having the right people on your side, and I mean powerful people, and also just the fact that there are celebrities that are just loved, and there are celebrities that are hated, and they're equally as popular. They're equally as valuable in the business because they're out there, even if it's due to controversy. I mean, let's look at Cat Williams, you know, um, he's proof there, you know, he doesn't care about controversy. And I honestly don't think anyone in his camp, I don't think anyone in his team, his management are planting stories. I don't think they're encouraging him at all to go and do things that is going to mess up his money and their money. Um, whereas there are celebrities that have that done. They're, they're the people that work for them, their they're publicists and people like that, put stories out there. Uh, they may encourage them to do certain things to keep their name out there. Um, and then there's just individual stars that just think that way. Well, if I do this, you know, they're not just like, I'm doing this and whatever happens, happens. Um, but anyways, I just think that as far as the Photoshop goes, like you're damned if you do, you here's an example, Kylie Jenner. She has a scar on her leg. I never knew about it. Apparently she was on the cover of a magazine. I believe it was GQ, a men, a men's men magazine. Um, and with her, her man and they left the the scar there. Now, this is, was a perfect example to me of what is currently going on in this world. Now, of course, she has haters. So you get people saying eat any and everything. My whole take was, okay, she's never shown this scar in any professional pictures. Why start now? Um, I understand women empowerment and self-confidence and, and the whole movement that that people think is going on as, as though it wasn't going on before. Um, I think it's just the internet that has made everything more apparent to everyone. I don't really think there's an increase in that. As far as people speaking up against sexual harassment and stuff, yes, I think that that is, there's definitely a new movement. But as far as like, you know, body shaming and things like that, you know, People are, are, are showing their flaws a lot more, and I say just physical flaws, and there are things that not, not everybody thinks is a flaw, not everybody thinks is a big deal, 
Um, but the bottom line is, I, this was my whole take on it. All of the other magazine covers that she was on, we'll never know if she were to demand to have her scar remain in her pictures, if they would have done it. I don't know. Uh, we'll never know. I just know that she's at the point where she is, and not everybody's at that point. Not everybody's going to be at that point. But she's at the top of her career, and there's going to be people who, when they're at the top of their career, they can call the shots. Um, I think that if she was a quote-unquote regular model and just happened to land all of these covers on Vogue and all of that, I don't think that she would have the kind of say-so she has as far as what she wants left in her images um, because she's a major superstar now. But believe it or not, major superstars still don't have as much input in what they're doing as everybody thinks. It really depends on the star, and it always depends on who they're working with, what the magazine is, what the relationship is with that photographer, etc. So, um, but anyway, I just looked at it like, okay, you know, that's great, but at the same time, realistically, young models coming up and in the business need to be aware that nine times, even in this day and age, with everything that's going on, nine times out of ten, if they end up landing a cover of Vogue or Mademoiselle or Bazaar, they, if they have a scar that's visible, it's going to be removed. It's not going to remain there. So, you know, I understand, you know, showing people it's okay and actually showing people, hey, I'm a real person. Obviously, she feels the need to do that. She's young, so she's she's just dealing with the young end of the public. And I think that that's great to show all of the young girls out there, wait a minute, you know, I have all these freckles and most of the time they're removed. Wait a minute, you know, and she talked about removing her lip fillers which she obviously replaced. Um, so that's one of her insecurities, and that's something that she decided to, to continue to do, is to plump her lips up. And that's her how she's made her almost billion dollars. But anyways, back to the magazine, that's what I was thinking about. Like, okay, well, you know, it's good because she's such a public figure for the young, for the youth. But at the same time, we want... I want the youth to use some common sense as well, and it's hard, um, you know, when you when they're following the after every single thing that these celebrities do, you know, you want them to think about the future and be realistic. It's like when Kevin Hart said that these young rappers um, are putting all of these tattoos all over their face, and you know, he was meaning it as a joke, and lots of comedy is things that are sad or just so true in a bad way that we have to laugh at it and and so it, it's funny but that's the reason why it's not funny he said that they need to stop putting tattoos on their face because if he said if this shit doesn't work out and he's talking about rap and entertainment that he said nobody's going to hire you you know where are you going to go where somebody's going to hire you I tend to kind of agree with that of course there are a million jobs I'm sure that you can do where your boss will not be concerned about all the tattoos all over your face but you're definitely limiting yourself I would say I mean you can get an education and 
you know, just like anyone else, there's going to be doors that are going to be closed because of something like that. Um, but anyways, I just, you know, it's, and he said, stop doing it because you have my 15 year old, you know, nephews out there wanting to put tattoos all over their face. And so I do agree, you know, it's like, but that's the reason why you're damned. If you do, you damned if you don't, because there's always going to be somebody out there that says, you know, you're representing your, your race or you're representing your age group or you're influencing all of these young people. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm just trying to be me. And the reason why I have the money and the fame is because of me being me. So I can understand. But at the same time, you're going to be criticized for everything you do. And there are going to be people who who mimic everything that you do. And so there is a slight responsibility involved. That's why a lot of these companies and TV shows have ended contracts with people successfully without a fight because it's already in these contracts these days and it has been that you know even before social media if you represent their brand in a negative way that's going to cause them to lose revenue and cause them to lose customers and put backlash and start to look reflect really bad on their brand they don't want anything to do with you and it's going to be in the contract that, boom, we'll, we can end this contract with you. It's just like with the Nick Cannon. You know, he's got to be one of the most sweetest people. Um, he comes off as one of the most sweetest people. And whenever he's talking about any aspect of his life, and even when people are, are kind of asking him certain questions to kind of bait him to maybe, you know, dish up some dirt or whatever, he still remains just humble and classy and, um, you know, just tells it how it is. But at the same time, he just comes off as such an easygoing, mild guy. Well, he was representing America's Got Talent. I believe that's the name of the show. And, you know, that's kind of like what I consider like a McDonald's type of show, like America's Got Talent. It's just like, you know, baseball and hot dogs and apple pie that kind of, you know, clean cut American, you know, the girl next door, you know, the family type of programming. So they want this clean image. Um, and to me, he was doing a really great job of because a lot of people used to say that Nick Cannon was corny. And, you know, how did he get Mariah Carey when he's so corny? <laughs> That's usually what people would say about him. He was never like looked at as anything but that because he's always been a, he's a comedian. He's always been a comedic actor. And anyways, he's a really intelligent person. And I think he comes off as very, I don't know if you say mundane, but very just mediocre. Well, not mediocre. He's, it's the wrong word. He just seems very humble and very centered, (laughs) put it that way. And, um, anyway, but he does stand up and I was looking at the show that ended up getting him fired, that ended up ending his contract with America's Got Talent with NBC, I think it is. Um, and I remember watching the actual part of the actual show. And the first thing I noticed is, is he just wasn't really funny. I mean, he's as cute as a button. And I, I really don't think that he, I, I'm not an expert. You know, I've dated a couple comedians and I love comedy, but 
to me, he just doesn't seem like the person that has any business doing stand-up. I think that that was a wrong move for him. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe in retrospect, he's thinking, was it really worth doing that? Because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have said those things. And then I'd still be under contract with these people. But everything happens for a reason. And he definitely seems like somebody who's going to stick to his morals and ethics and his beliefs and and walk away happy because he's got his show while and out and I, and I think that that's kind of where people need to well he someone like him should realize that he has to make a separation you know while and while and out his little show where everybody goes on there and does your mama jokes and and talk about each other is different than something like NBC America's Got Talent is completely different. Um, I understand about being yourself and being unique, but anyways, I looked at the little stand-up that he did, and I just thought he has no business doing stand-up, and it really wasn't funny. And, and you know, you kind of got some laughs in the crowd, but it just wasn't wasn't really there. I just think if he was going to have his contract terminated, or if his contract was being questioned because of what he said. It, it could have been something funnier, you know, something more brilliant or something profound that he was saying. I mean, for for something, a multi-million dollar contract to end because of the fact that he said something that was just so, so silly, just so stupid. I, I just don't, I don't think it was worth it. And I'm pretty sure he at least thought about that at least once, you know, even though he doesn't regret saying what he said. So it wasn't that big of a deal. It, it was just something like um, about the contestants. And that's another reason. I, I think he shouldn't have went there, but he's he's on the show. He was the host. He has experiences. It's a free country, freedom of speech. Um, so he spoke on it. He, he just basically made a corny joke about how some people come on there and sing. And, and then he used the N-word. You know, it makes me feel uncomfortable when people say the n-word just as much as if they use it it just the n-word and I don't know I just don't like it anyway that phrase the term but um he said he just used that word and he was basically saying that people don't you know some of us don't want to hear people sing when they can't sing something like that and it was just a joke and it was corny and it was just a silliness and it lasted you know, all of 60 seconds of that, and it really wasn't a great joke, and that was it, and so apparently his contract was up in the air, and he went ahead and ended it, but I think that that was what they were going to do, so he just got the jump on them, um, but, it ain't, but at any rate, um, you know, there are people who, who are going, there are companies who are not going to want you to be a part of their brand, and representing them if you're doing something or saying something that's going to cause backlash, whereas other companies don't have a problem with it. I mean, I just think that it's about being realistic. It's about, you know, for the, the youth, for the people who are following after you. And I just, you know, to go back full circle on this subject, people who are adults, I mean, let's use common sense and I think let's spend less time judging people on what's obvious, you know, um, I don't like to see 
unedited images to the point to where I see major flaws. This is just my personal taste, my personal opinion. And the thing is, is if you are somebody who's going to be out in the public and if you're going to be doing something in the form of video, obviously if you're your images are retouched majorly that might cause some conflict that might cause some problems if you look completely different in your images than when you show up to a photo shoot with a new photographer that you've never worked with um, if you go to apply to represent a company and you're showing them heavily edited images and they ask if you can do some video um, demonstrating their product, da, da, da. Are you going to feel comfortable doing that, knowing that your images are heavily edited? Because when you go on video, even with, you know, a light filter, you're not going to be able to completely edit yourself to the appearance that in the, in the images that you're posting. So is that going to cause a problem? Yes, I can see how it is. So I understand, you know, the repercussions or the effects of overly editing. But again, the word overly editing to me, overly, is like using the word beautiful. Everybody's going to have their own definition of what standard editing is. I like to, to think that, you know, my version of standard editing, my idea of it, my definition is what a lot of people consider the same thing, standard. You know, if there's like a mark on my arm from cooking, I burnt myself cooking um, in the oven, and why would that remain on my arm? Why would I want that to remain there? If my face is smooth because of makeup and light retouching is done to my face and it looks even smoother but my facial features have not been altered and my face just looks I don't know quote unquote flawless why would you leave um, a scar that's on my arm why would you leave a burn from when I cooked yesterday on my hand this is what I don't understand it doesn't look right um, everything should be smooth and even tone. And that's why I have a problem looking at cellulite. I personally don't want to see it. I think that lighting has everything to do with it. Um, I think that everybody should feel comfortable doing and posting what they want to post. You can't say cellulite is for people who are overweight because there are people who are tiny that have cellulite. There are people who are, quote-unquote, big, that are solid as a rock big, brick house, Amazon woman, I mean, seriously, solid, and they're way bigger than me. So it can be your pose, it can definitely be the lighting, um, and it can just be what's really, really there, but honestly, lighting has a lot to do with it. As the reason why, you know, like bodybuilders, when they go on the competition, if they have light skin, they always get tan because of the way that the color bounces or the light rather bounces off 
that color and it gives more definition to the muscles. So it's, it's, it's smoke, light, and mirrors, but I personally don't want to see that. I don't want to see cheese on the back of somebody's legs or their butt. I, I don't find that attractive. I don't see why that can't be covered up or why would somebody wouldn't want to cover that. And it's not like Photoshop just began. I mean, as far as editing and retouching, people have been doing that since forever. You know, it's just really prevalent now. It's easy for everyone to do it. There's all these apps and then there's different levels of editing and skill levels. But as far as what I want to see, I think I, I tend to like more of what the magazines out there like. A clear shot, great lighting, the facial features not altered. Um, maybe a slight curve added to the body or something made bigger, something made smaller. But the skin, the smoothening of the skin, I think it's important. And some people have blotches on their skin. Some of us have permanent scars. Some of us have skin damage. I, I don't. Um, and it's, it's like this. If I make as a photographer taking pictures of, of my clients I can go underneath the eyes and eliminate a little you know the little bags that may be there because of lighting um, or the way that your your position and, and your your pose the way that you're holding your head and then leave everything else alone but once I begin to smooth out the entire face Leaving the facial features as natural as I possibly can, but smoothening the skin. If from the neck down, your skin is not smooth, it is going to look odd. If you have lots of sun damage on your chest and freckles and moles, if you want them to be left there, that's fine. If you want your face to look really smooth, it's going to look odd if the rest of your skin is not smooth. It's like having veins. You know, women, we can have sandals on or some sort of flat shoe with no heel. As soon as we get our weight into those heels, the veins start to come out on our feet. Now, if you go to an event, are people going to think that that's normal? Yes. Is there a way that you can eliminate that? Yes, you wear stockings, you wear pantyhose. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is something that's something that's common, um, but it's also something that's commonly removed. If you look at models that do shoe ads, you're not going to see, or any professional ad, where you can see the model's feet. You're not going to see prevalent veins or green or blue veins in the feet. Um, I just, again, I'm a housewife. I was cooking the other day. I was rushing. I went to go inside the oven. I burnt myself just under my elbow on my forearm. Lots of my pictures that I took that day or the next day because of the way I was positioned or if I would have worn something different, 
you wouldn't be able you wouldn't have you would not have been able to see that burn mark but there were a couple of poses that I did where I could see it it was automatic that I'm going to remove this it's the same thing with with blemishes on the skin it's the same thing with cellulite I don't think that there's any reason why it should be left there and I think that it looks odd when part of the face is you know smooth and then the rest of the skin on the body is not I think it looks inconsistent and it it stands out light editing all over I don't see why there's anything wrong with that and that it's to me is what I consider standard so anyways 40 minutes and I've been talking about this but I really wanted to test out anyway and see if this is going to start working again because I wasn't able to get my last episode to post to load um which yeah people you know come on I understand what can happen if something is overly edited or or the way people feel if something's overly edited but I just don't think it's a good idea to give people I guess kind of like false hope because believe me when you start dealing with publications and pen up the top publications and you start dealing with magazines and fashion there's always going to be editing of some sort and the model usually has absolutely no control over that what you want to post on your in your own time is up to you um again i don't think that being being big being plus size necessarily means showing cellulite i don't think that that's what every company wants and i know that there are a lot of women that are plus size and they're solid as a rock and that is what a lot of companies and that's what they want to see and basically it just comes down to the smoothing of the skin not the shape of the body not the shape of 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 your body parts it's the skin smoothing of the skin and again you can if the lighting is absolutely excellent there's going to be less of that in my opinion but for people to say oh well you know that's obviously edited that's the reason why with some of my pictures only some i show my process of editing that i do on some of my self portraits because of the fact that yeah i mean it's pretty obvious you know I'm, but i'm i'm purposely showing you like this is the unedited version this is what i decided to do in editing you know lightly smooth smoothing of the skin and on certain pictures where I'm wearing certain outfits I might add a little bit of a curve to my waist because I have no hips other than that you know I'm just I mess around make my butt huge um make my breast bigger uh on some pictures my face is closer to the lens so I've made my nose a little bit smaller okay um but again it depends on the company that you work with it depends on the agency the photographer the publications you know you get to a certain point in your career and yeah you can call the shots but i guarantee you before then you are not and there's always going to be standards there's always going to be you know magazines that publish 
all natural and unedited and there's always going to be magazines that if the images aren't edited and aren't super high quality you are wasting your time to even submit you know bottom line and again it depends on the individual are you going to be doing anything where there's video involved are you going to be attending events are you going to be working with different photographers I know that it's got to be something that causes an issue if you show up to work with the new photographer looking completely different than your pictures but at the same time most professional photographers realize that that there's going to be retouching and photoshop and editing and, and processing involved So they know that, you know, obviously if they see a picture that is a high quality picture, they're going to assume, okay, there was some editing behind that. Um, But on the flip side, it's like, I also don't think it's very wise to show completely unedited, horribly lit cell phone pictures of yourself on any sort of page that professionals are going to be contacting you on. I just, I don't think that that that's good if you don't look you know flattering it how 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 can it possibly be a positive thing for you that's why I think the separation is good um having a separate Instagram account having a page for your modeling versus your personal profile because people who are contacting you about business do not want to see that they don't want to see how you looked (laughs) in the morning on your way to work you know they don't want to see how you looked on vacation when you were relaxing with a t-shirt and jeans on I mean it's just it's not necessary and if the images of you look unflattering it's definitely going to hurt anything that you're trying to do in business so there should be a separation and and um You know, I just think that the average person out there should stop wasting so much time being so analytical and judging people over what they're posting because obviously they feel comfortable and because I know I don't, you know, there's no way on God's green earth that you'll ever see me post a picture of myself with cheese, cottage cheese cellulite showing on the back of my legs, period period. There's no way that I would ever attend an event where that was going to be a factor. Someone slipped and got, you know, a picture of me from behind. No, there's no way. (laughs) That's just me. You know, that's not what I want to put out there. And if I'm posting a picture, I'm going to go ahead and take a couple seconds and smooth out the back of my legs a little bit. Um, because I, I don't think it's necessary to post something like that. For my brand, it's not something that I'm trying to do. And that's what it comes down to, the individual. And that's what people need to realize. This is their career, their decisions. You know, yes, you saw a video of her out and her face didn't look, look exactly like that. So what? Let's talk about something, you know, to, that's going to change the world. Uh, you know, that's definitely not going to change the world. Um, and well, you know, I'm actually going to be sliding into an hour of this podcast 
episode before we know it. I'm at almost 50 minutes and it'll really upset me <laughs> now, but I, I will, I'll be a little bit upset if this actually doesn't work because I really wanted to cover this and just to talk about Photoshop. Um, I guess I'll get into the other subject on another episode. Hope, fingers crossed this one goes through. But yeah, it's, you know, I think about it, it's like every photographer I have edits to a different degree. And I edit my own pictures that other people take of me and give me permission or my self-portraits to the degree and level of my, my own personal taste, my own individual goals according to my brand. That's what I'm doing when I'm thinking about my editing. And, you know, I'm thinking in terms of, yes, I'm going to look different because that photographer had different equipment, different lighting. It was a different location. I was wearing something different. My hair was completely different than the next picture. It's a different photographer, different location, different equipment, different lighting, different hair, different poses, different wardrobe. Um, and people are going to edit differently. I spoke to one of my photographers not too long ago about him altering my facial features and I just don't like it on some pictures and how within a set one picture my nose is different than the other and so it's like not only do I not like the fact that my my nose is altered I don't like the fact that I'm in the same outfit same location same everything and here's one edit where my face and my facial features look natural and here's another edit where my, my nose looks completely different and makes me look completely different. And it's the same set. So that's being inconsistent. And it's also something that I don't want um, my facial features to be altered to ex an extreme amount. You know, I just don't want that. So, you know, it, it comes down to that because magazines are going to look at that. But I like to have a... Obviously, I have no other choice but to have variety because I work with different photographers. And so there's going to be pictures where I look different. I, there's going to be lots of pictures where it's because of my hair style that completely changes my look. Um, I look different in dark lipstick. I don't think it flatters me. Whereas if I have dark eye makeup and a nude lip or a glossy lip, I think I look more youthful and it flatters me more. I definitely think my hair color being black does not help me look younger, but when I have my hair up in a ponytail and I have bangs, it makes me look younger than if I have a head full of black long hair. Um, so again, it's, it's individualism, it's realizing um, what you want, what your goals are, what you want for your brand. I'm going to be attending a little event this Saturday. Hopefully it'll be big. Um, but I'm going to go there and meet with some people and do some networking and talk to some people about PenUp and talk to them about what I do. And I'm going to do an interview. And, of course, I'm going to be in person. I'm going to be meeting people for the first time in person. And the only thing that they have to go off of for now are the images that I have posted. But I look like I do in those pictures for the most part. Now, am I going to show up blemish-free, without any scars, without any 
um, you know, the mole that I decided to to remove that's on the back of my neck, which I usually leave there, but you get my point. You know, the, the, the burn mark that I got from cooking, um, a couple days ago, is it going to be gone? You know, is the outfit I'm going to wear, is it going to hide that? Who knows? I'm going to be there live and in person, Diana Prince. (laughs) And, um, I'm confident about that regardless to how much editing and Photoshop goes into my images. I'm confident about meeting someone in person for the first time. I'm confident about working for a photographer, with a photographer. I'm confident about going to a company and asking to represent them when I know that there's going to be video involved and I know that I'm going to have to get out in public and attend events or, you know, host seminars or host classes, workshops, etc., etc., etc. I'm confident with that because I don't feel like my images are overly edited. I feel that there's different levels or different degree and that's because every photographer is different. And even within the same photographer, they're not always consistent with what they do, even within the same set. So, you know, these are things that are out of my control for the most part. Um, I communicate as much as I can about what we need and about my likes and dislikes. And I have like four photographers basically that I work with on a regular basis. So I'm very happy. We've, we've, we seem to have built, you know, something wonderful um, that has produced so many positive results over and over again. And we've succeeded at so many things. And images have everything to do with that. I just know for me, you know, when someone points out a flaw, I, I don't say anything. I just totally ignore it. I have you know, if I happen to see it, when you start to have tens and tens of thousands of fans, you're not necessarily looking through all of your notifications. And that's a good thing. Um, just, you know, for everybody out there that's so critical and for people who are haters and want to see everybody natural, you know, damn well, if you do that, you're going to say, Ooh, why did she why did she leave her face so shiny like that? Or, oh my gosh, look at how, how old the skin on her hands looks. You know, I mean, like I said, as a celebrity, as a public figure uh, on any scale, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, it's like uh, Diana Ross, she comes from the old school, right? Back in the day, women from when you were in your pre-teens, you know, in your teens, if you went anywhere, you had stockings, you know, you had long socks on, you had stockings, you had tights, or you had pantyhose. It wasn't just to go to church. But yes, if you were in a dress, and you were a young lady, back in her time, um, and even when she was well into her 20s and 30s, um, that was standard. Women, just same thing with wearing proper undergarments and bras. And I remember seeing, I don't know if I just thought this or if somebody commented, um, she was out. I know I definitely thought about it. Um, she was out in public and she's older now. This was, I don't even know, this could have been 15 or 10 years ago, 
but obviously, you know, Diana Ross, she's not, it's not back in the 50s or 60s or 70s anymore, if it was just years and years ago, so, um, she's out in public, she had some open toe sandal type heels on, you know, the, the, the strappy kind of in the front with the whole foot basically exposed, and she had on pantyhose, you could see it. Now, these days, they have the sheer pantyhose, and they have it without the toe, and, you know, there's, but anyway, you could tell, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, was it really that serious? But I think that I would rather see, and this is how she personally felt, her foot, (laughs) um, which probably has, you know, veins and signs of age, because our hands and our feet show that, um, I'd rather see her foot in a shoe like that with the pantyhose than without. But I don't think that she should have wore that shoe with pantyhose. Um, But that's what she chose to do. And I just think that no matter what you do, there's going to be somebody who says, well, why would she wear pantyhose with sandal heels, you know, like that open toe? heels and then you know if she wouldn't have worn the pantyhose then somebody would have said oh why why would she wear those shoes knowing that you know her her feet look like that so you know no matter what you do as a public figure you're going to be under the eye of the public and you're going to be criticized and scrutinized and judged and belittled and and bullied I mean, it's just there. You have to go along with it. And I think that people need to realize that, you know, public figures already know that. So they're still going to keep doing what they're doing. And you can see a video of them looking how they really look. And they're still going to edit the images or the images will be edited that we see posted by the company. And that is just how it is. It's like, get over it. Because they're damned if they do. They're damned. You wear stockings or why'd she wear them? You didn't wear stockings. Oh, she should have wore wore stockings. You know, like, oh, she has a scar right there and you never see it on her professional pictures. And then boom, the first time that they do an ad with their scar visible. Oh, why is she doing that now? Because she is, you know, I mean, what can we, what, what, what can we do? I realize that a lot of people out there are concerned because of the youth but that is the reason why you need to be the biggest role model for your children and it takes a village to raise a child you need to be actively involved in all of the youth in your family and give them something to look forward to have talks with them about plastic surgery and lip fillers and tattoos on the face and um, showing their scar not showing their scar wearing pantyhose, not wearing pantyhose, you know, talk to them about that. Be there for them instead of ridiculing and judging the stars and stating things that are just like so obvious, like duh. And, you know, for the record, I hope that the magazines that I like, I hope that they never stop with the Photoshop. I'm not mad. I've never been mad. I mean, lighting can change everything and it's not even the Photoshop that did it. It's the lighting, and in one picture, my skin color can look extra light, and the next picture, it can look extra dark, and there was no editing done to it. 
But anyways, I'm about to roll into my 60 minutes here, so I made it. Hopefully this will post. It'll give me inspiration to do my next episode. I'll see all of you guys online. Have a wonderful day. It's Tuesday. It is mid-October 2018. I'm here in Las Vegas. I'm signing off. It's 3.30 in the morning, for goodness sakes. And I'll see you guys online. This has been Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. Ciao.